Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me as always, I wonder what he's possibly going to say for his intro here. It's Tim. Punish. <laughs> Didn't go with Garbage Day, okay. I really, I thought that was the only thing it's, you may say. It's too obvious, too obvious. Too obvious, okay, okay. <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> Punish. Yes, uh, we're here today, obviously, to talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. The sequel, of course, to Silent Night, Deadly Night, which we did a year or two ago. Uh, we, we did? I don't know. I can't remember when we did it now, but uh, we did the first mm. one. And this is the Notorious sequel, which is very famous for the clip of him saying it's garbage day, which I had seen. I had never seen the movie in full before. Had you seen this all the way through? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. that was a silly question, but <laughs> I, I hadn't. And I think part of the reason why I hadn't oh. <laughs> is because I knew that a significant portion was just the first film again. So I think I'd kind of put it <laughs> off for a long time. Um. Yeah. So it was interesting to discover how much of that was true and so on and so on. But this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we've watched a horror movie, we talk about it. It's really quite that simple. This is our, our final Christmas special of 2020. Uh, tackling this notorious sequel. Uh, in which the little brother of the main character in the first film, so Billy was the character in the first film who went mad and dressed as Santa and killed people on Christmas... Uh, this is about his little brother Ricky, who was barely mentioned in the first film. He, he was technically there, yeah. you know. The, the, mm. He was there as a baby, and maybe there was like a small mention of him at the orphanage, and that was about it. Uh, but he is now also turned somehow, in... <laughs> even though he's a baby, somehow still manages to have flashbacks to like that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even just that. Like eventually, he has flashbacks and tells stories of things that he was. N- <laughs> Not only just not there, there was like scenes yeah. where no one could have possibly known what happened in that scene, except for the characters who were there. And somehow we still get these exact one-to-one like sections of the first movie just playing again. It's very bizarre. Uh, yeah. You know? But, yeah, so he's interviewed, he's in, a, he's in a mental institute, and a psychiatrist comes to visit him. It seems that he's also killed people. We don't find out until the second half of the movie to what extent that, that is, though. Because uh, the first half of the movie, as the psychiatrist interviewing him, he's just telling the story of the first film. So we just get a you know a sort of forty minute like sort of highlight cut of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, see all the main kills again in the first film because mm-hmm. they didn't have enough money to shoot a movie. They had enough money to shoot half of a movie. So the first half of it is just flashbacks of the first one. That's selling it did later. I mean, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but like I had heard. Uh, either through podcasts or like online stuff that I, I think one version I heard was that they were just going to like release the movie again in theaters and then like the director was like no let me like edit it and add some stuff and we'll make like a new movie and then like another version I heard was that the director wanted to do a sequel but the studio just wanted them to like re-edit the movie and and then uh they kind of had this mishmash of things and then like another version was just that like uh they just straight up didn't have enough money so they just used you know a bunch of stuff from the old movie so i'm sure it's probably all a combination of like everything from that but uh yeah (laughs) it's kind of wild that a lot of this movie is just the first movie (laughs) 
Yeah, it's the first 40 minutes, give or take. Which I, I was almost pleasantly surprised by. I was kind of expected it to be even worse. So when it got to, like... Mm-hmm. Because it tells the story of the first movie in order. So when it gets to the end of the first movie at about the 40-minute mark, I went, oh, okay, so we have, like, 50 minutes of, like, new movie to go. Okay, that's not yeah. that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So that's, yeah. that's something. It, it does make reviewing it kind of weird, though, because, like, do we go through the flashbacks <laughs> to the first movie? I mean- do we do we just cut in like half of our review from <laughs> the last time? Yes. What did we think of those scenes from the first movie? <laughs> I remember when. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about our first review, and then yeah, just cut to. <laughs> uh, that would be quite funny. I'm not going to actually go through the effort of doing it because it's actually more too work much work. To, but yeah, yeah, it's more work than just work. Uh, it's actually more work to do that than to just talk about it again. But yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of it makes it like a weird beast. But it is worth saying mm. that the the silly, bad ridiculousness of the last half is very much worth watching. And totally, yeah. Uh, so it is this weird thing, thing where, I, I, you know, if you've seen the first one recently, yeah, you could probably just sort of like not pay attention to the first half of it <laughs> as it's on and just kind of do something else. The thing you never want to. You never want to do these movies in a marathon. Like, mm. you, you know, like some, like sometimes maybe you're like, oh man, I'm going to watch Halloween and then Halloween 2. Like, you can't really do that no. <laughs> with these movies. <laughs> no, you have to be basically be ready to rewatch the first one again to watch the second yeah. one. Uh, but I, I, I think it is perfect though for like, you know, I'm assuming you hadn't seen the first one in a while, probably since like we reviewed it or, yeah. or if you had seen it, it'd probably been like a Christmas time. So like it is kind of perfect right now where it's like, all right, I haven't seen the first one in a, you know, like a year or two or whatever. Uh, so yeah, like watching it now, it's kind of, it, you know, it's not that bad because you're getting like, you know, the highlight reel and then also this extra ridiculousness at the end. What is interesting so, though is that it shows you how much you can cut out of it and still make it feel like you've not missed anything sure. of the first movie. <laughs> totally. Uh, and also noticeable is that the clips of the first film aren't the like the uncut version of the kills because that hadn't happened yet when the second movie came out. That was a much uh, later thing. Okay. So I noticed that quite yeah. heavily when, when the manager in the store dies in the first one like, I noticed how much of that kill is missing in this version because this is the original edit of it that was in theaters. That makes as a, sense. As yeah. opposed to the uncut version we got later on, like, you know, fancy Blu-rays and, and whatnot. Uh, so yeah. that is actually really funny. But notably, because I looked this up, is that for Stream Factory's Blu-ray of this movie, they mm. remastered from a 2K scan of Silent Night Deadly Night Part 2. But what they did for all the flashbacks of the first one, they actually used their own 4k scan of the original oh. film they did a few years ago so it means that okay. the flashbacks are actually higher quality <laughs> than the rest of the movie interesting bizarrely. <laughs> no, no, like, to right. it's not like a great extent but it's like there if you're looking mm-hmm. for it you can sort of notice it if you really pay attention that they they come from an even higher quality source than the uh the actual second movie uh, footage do, you, does. do you have the blu-ray or did you just look that up i just looked at i've got the blu-ray of the first one okay. i don't have the blu-ray of the second one uh but i, I was i, I was reading the... about it that's interesting. Yeah, I actually do have the the Blu-ray of the first one, but then I have a uh, DVD copy of like a a two one of those like two for one movies that has mm. the first and second on it. So I just watched it on that. Yeah, so this is interesting. It's interesting to see like where we get to this, where 
they actually interspliced their own footage of the first movie again rather than using just the full print of the second movie because it's oh hey we've got a higher quality version of those scenes so we'll just slice them in here uh yeah kind of thing um but yeah so i mean other than like the overacting from ricky because you know, ricky's like very intense and he's like f you doc when he's sort of staring at him and like yeah like other than that there's not a whole lot to say about the first half outside of the mm. fact that he, start, he straight up tells him about kill scenes where the only people there are, are billy and the people who die so like how does yeah. he know these details he can't possibly know how he killed the two guys that were sledding because because <laughs> early, early on there's a line where he's like, oh billy used to tell me everything and okay it's forced but that's trying to explain why he knows about all these things when they were kids and he's getting like your mother superiors being this awful person to him at the at the orphanage but like <laughs> once billy's like free and he's 18 and he's left and doing things like how could you possibly know any of this and why <laughs> and why would you even tell him about the scene where the cops like almost shoot this dad who's dressed as santa it doesn't feel like it's relevant to anything in this movie <laughs> This is a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, the, the only things I think we should recap for the first movie that's brought up here is, mm. and I was shocked again every time I see the first movie, or in this case, the highlights of the first movie, and I'm shocked by, is just how awful a human being Mother Superior the nun is, and how much she oh, yeah. is, how how directly responsible she is for creating these two serial killers. Because without a doubt, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not really sure why ricky has like ptsd because he was a baby when everything happened but mm-hmm. like billy he clearly had issues you know around christmas around series murder like his mother almost raped and murdered and mm-hmm. his father being murdered he clearly has issues and mother superior just yells at him and spanks him and tells him to like get in line <laughs> and stop being a little bitch basically mm-hmm. uh instead of actually understanding like, this is like 101 like how you do not treat a child who's went through something traumatic you try to understand you know what they've went through you try to approach it from a sensitive mm-hmm. angle but that is not her tactic she's like no you're an awful child yeah no that like there should be so many like you know therapists and stuff involved instead it's just like yeah one mean person after the other that's just like you know punishing them <laughs> for like the atrocities that they've had to live through instead of like yeah trying to understand them and like show them i don't know, like compassion or, or whatever uh and it's not I, even, I think i mentioned it it's, i was gonna say it's not even like the movie hides it either because the whole thing where he says punish and he says naughty yeah that comes from her that that's that's like stuff she drilled yeah. into him as a kid that's not like from his like tragedy that happened that that's from her so yeah what are you gonna say oh, yeah. Uh, just that like i i think i mentioned this in the first review but one of the things that really makes me laugh about this is it it, it feels like the universe in these movies are so intent on pushing to make these guys like serial killers <laughs> it's like everywhere around them is like something that like sets them off like especially sexual stuff it just seems like wherever they go someone is just like or like a woman is like very close to being raped. Uh, yeah. It's just like <laughs> constantly walking in on it, it ha- and finding yeah. that. And- Cause it happens in the first movie. And we see it again in this one, but you know, it happens in the back mm-hmm. of the store. But again, in this one, when we get to Billy's half of the movie, or sorry, Ricky's yeah. half of the movie, <laughs> Billy was the first movie. Ricky's, mm-hmm. when we get to Ricky's half of the movie. He's, he's just walking through like a park and just stumbles onto <laughs> an almost rape. And 
Yeah. Uh, I actually love that scene for a lot of reasons. Uh, <coughs> it's, it's, it's the first time in a movie like this where, because he, because he, you know, he kills. I mean, I guess you know what? Just spoilers, because this is not a movie where you should care <laughs> about spoilers. So just full spoilers. I'm just making it clear. So he 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 walks into this situation where so this couple having a picnic and the guy's getting very forceful. And the woman, and this is actually, so even this part stuck out to me, because in the first movie, which again, we saw again, the woman in that <laughs> scene, when the guy's like, tr- try to like force himself on her, just kind of keeps being confused and saying, oh no, what are you doing? Stop. No, what are you doing? As if she doesn't understand yeah. what he's doing. This woman in this scene is actually very like succinct and says, no, you're always very forceful with me and uh, forceful with me and I'm kind of sick of it. And you especially do it in front of your yeah. friends. So I'm, I'm putting my foot down and I'm saying, Weird. no, you have to wait. We have to actually, you know, act like human beings and she's very like very succinct she's very clear in what she's saying it, it, yeah. it feels i don't want to say better written than normal but at the very least it feels like it's not just like a ditz who's like oh no what's happening what's this yeah ah he's going for my boobs i don't understand like it, it's <laughs> right. written differently to that but then the part of this that i really like is that afterwards because he gets a bit forceful he hits her he storms off to get a beer from the truck Ricky is in the truck and it's very cartoony the way he just kind of runs him over and then you just see from her POV from the, the, the picnic and it's you know it's a good like 30 40 yards away or whatever it is and the car just like backs up and like there's like you don't see the body but you just see the car sort of like hump as it goes over the body and then drives back over it again and she walks up towards the car and Ricky's getting out of the car and you think oh because because in the first movie the women start screaming when when Billy kills the guy with the Christmas lights here, this woman walks up and you're thinking, oh, he's going to end up killing her because she's going to be scared that he just murdered, you know, even, even though he was an asshole, she's going to be like scared because he just murdered him in front of her. Instead, she walks up, they make some eye contact and she just goes, thank you. And he walks off. <laughs> like he's a superhero. <laughs> and I just started laughing but I thought, like, you know what? I buy that in the real world, like if someone did almost rape someone and then some guy came and killed them, not everyone, some people would still be freaked out. But I buy that there would be some people whose reaction would be, you know what? Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, the the crazy thing about it is, uh, and we see it happen in uh, the flashback with Billy, and then it happens also again in Ricky's story, where there's an instance where he kills, uh, you know, like an abusive boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and then the uh, woman... Like, that's true gets yeah freaked out and attacks later. him yeah it does happen later yeah you're right but it, the funny thing is though it's like if you just saw someone murder your boyfriend or even just like a guy or whatever you know um like shouldn't your even if you are freaked out like shouldn't your instinct be to like run and get help instead it's mm-hmm. like they're like no i'm gonna attack this guy i just saw that was willing to kill, you know, uh, this person it, that I'm uh, surely he won't kill me. Like it's, it does seem like a dumb move because it, it goes into like the story here, what happened? Because there's a couple of moments where they try to like intersect Ricky into the the original movie a bit more, where yeah. there's a moment where they think it's Billy coming towards the house, and it turns out to be like the deaf groundskeeper that the cop shoots. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment <clears throat> oh, where God, it's I forgot me- about that too. Yeah. <laughs> It's meant to be young Ricky looking up and going, Billy, is that you? But the way they do it, so that, so it makes it feel more connected to this movie, is that it cuts to Billy telling the psychiatrist in his cell as if he's like acting, he's like, Billy, is it you? And it's, it's to try to make it feel like it's more... Because let's be honest, most of the first movie that they flash back to is not relevant in any way. Other than maybe just a no. little, the, the broad strokes of like what happened to his brother. Like there's, there's nothing really that relevant outside of maybe seeing how Miller Superior treated them. 
Um, which makes it really stick out, by the way, when there's like new footage and it's different actors for both like the nice nun and Mother Superior. Like, if you're going to change the actors, don't show me all the footage of them in the first movie that's someone else. Yeah. <laughs> like, that really sticks out. Uh, but we get that he was adopted and the stepdad was really nice to him, but the stepmother was a little bit fishy with him. Uh, she especially didn't like that he kind of zoned out because he saw some nuns in the street. And he's like, so, and the music that plays is like, it's like, it's like it's the omen. It's like, as these nuns are walking down the street. The, the boy is terrified of nuns. Again, it's just like another thing where it's like, there's no understanding of like, yeah, he was like an abusive orphanage that he should, you know, be scared of nuns and you should give him like support <laughs> if he gets freaked out by them. But yeah. yeah, instead it is just like a very annoyed mother being like, stop it. Yeah, honestly, the stepdad is maybe the most like, likable and sympathetic character in the, the yeah. whole movie because he's the only one who's like, no, we should actually try and help him. We should yeah. raise him and make him better <laughs> and like, you know, give him a healthy environment to grow up in and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Later on, the stepdad passes away naturally, so he's just kind of left. The first person we see him kill is an adult, because the the, the death with the, the the car after the funeral, mm-hmm. which is the picnic scene, uh, that was a teenager, yeah. so it was a different actor, right? So the first time we see him as like the the actor who's in the cell, is when he's working mm-hmm. as like a he's like kitchen staff like somewhere, and he's like out taking out stuff to the dumpster, and he just runs into like like some guy <laughs> owns some other guy money, so the the guy who's owed money like kills him. And it's just like mm-hmm. a really, st- it's, it's a, I, I guess he's meant to be like a gangster, but honestly, he never really feels like that. It just feels like some guy who's upset that he's on money. Yeah. And Ricky comes over, and the death here is actually quite good. He he picks up a, first of all, he tells him, like, he tells him he's naughty or something. He's like, you know, naughty or something. But he, he grabs yeah. like an umbrella out of the trash that's like ripped. And he, like, stabs him with the umbrella and then opens the umbrella when it's, like, through his back. So, like, the umbrella's open. <laughs> so it's just a pretty fun slasher death. Yeah. Uh, but once again, Ricky, much like his older brother, Billy, uh, seems to have superhuman strength because he's, like, picking the guy up by his throat <laughs> with one arm and sure. whatnot. So we're, we're doing all that again. Uh, but I want to tell you about my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, so it's established that there's a Jennifer, this this girl that, that Ricky falls in love with, the... Uh, she runs into him, he's on his bike, and she hits him with her car, and they fall for each other. They have this <laughs> saucy sex scene. And the narration points out, just to sh- show his uh, maturity, he's like, it was my first time, Doc, and I thought it was hers too. Sort of implying, like, where this is going to go. Where, where, you know, where okay. he's going to get upset. But my favourite scene yeah. is they go to the movie theatre to see a movie together. Yes, yes. And <laughs> for some reason, it's literally showing Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 1 in the movie theatre. They don't get to any of the relevant things that he would recognize as his brother's story. It's it's just when the Santa is robbing the convenience store at the start. <laughs> but my favorite now, moment in this entire I, movie is... Oh yeah, I do just want to say yes. real quick because this is coming up, but like, so obviously Garbage Day is like the big line that everyone references, but like pretty much everything they say during this like movie theater mm-hmm. scene, I think is like just as funny was making me like you know really laugh out I, loud and like i i think there's a lot of other like meme worthy stuff in here oh there is and I, I i you know i was watching this on my own so i wasn't laughing out loud as much but there's a there's a light there's a single line of dialogue in this theater scene that made me cackle with laughter i did not i just wasn't because I, I was sort of like i was recognizing the scene i was like wait this is the first movie they're watching this is weird <laughs> and but it, it, like basically he turns to her and said because because they're watching but i was laughing at the start because 
he's like so like like hypnotized by the action movie trailers because it's like more violence, <laughs> more murder and death. And she started looking at him and he's just kind of like, huh? Because she's like, do you like this kind of thing? He's like, what's that? He's just he's hypnotized. He's hypnotized by yeah. the the action movies. But the movie's starting. We'll get to the hecklers and the other stuff in a minute. But the movie's starting. And he turns to her and he clearly doesn't know what this is because she's like, oh, this is this is meant to be scary. I'm looking forward to this. And he turns to her and goes, oh, what's this about anyway? And she goes, oh, it's about this crazy guy who dresses up as Santa and kills people. And his reaction where he just like, he's not expecting it at all. He just goes, what? <laughs> his reaction to her saying it's about, about Santa, a guy who dresses up as Santa and kills people. His, the way he turns and high-pitched screams the word what at her. Maybe the yeah. funniest moment in any movie that I have seen this year. I was not <laughs> expecting this whatsoever. No, I totally like. E- even though I've seen this movie a couple of times, like I, <laughs> I, I, I forget a lot of this stuff because, like, yeah, the big things you remember are Garbage Day and the fact that they use a lot of footage from the first movie. So I, I completely like, forgot about this scene and. Yeah, I had the same reaction. Like when she describes a movie, like I also was thinking, like what? And then <laughs> the way he says it, like, man, this—I don't know—I don't—I don't know how to describe it. Like, I can't say that this actor is good, but he is like so good. Like, oh, he's good. He's <laughs> terrible, know? but he's giving. It... But you know what gets me about this? What? Is that this what it feels almost it feels out of character for how he is because yeah. he's he's really funny in the oh, rest totally, of the movie. Yeah. He's really funny because he's always doing this crazy eyed kind of like you know very serious like because at one point when the psychiatrist is talking, he, he notes down like red car that something in the backstory <laughs> was a red car, mm-hmm. and and Ricky just pops in from the side and goes, he looks down and goes red car, good point, and then just backs out of the scene like and it's really like over the top and like but he's always doing that kind of voice he's always that kind of intensity yeah. kind of thing so i'm not sure if it was a direction from the director or he just decided to do something different because i would expect if you said if you told me on paper what this this dialogue was and what this scene was i would expect his reaction to be like what like i'd expect like you yeah, know that right. intensity but it doesn't it does this sort of cartoony what like a genuine yeah. shock and it it broke me i i was laughing like, for like a minute after this yeah like, like you expect there to be like a record scratch or something or yeah. like just cut to like <laughs> someone tilting their head like huh like <laughs> the way they they film it it's great this whole scene is just yeah fantastic and i i don't know if they are trying to be like meta or something but like i love the the end of the scene where like yeah she's like hey maybe we should get out of there and he's like no, I'm starting to enjoy this picture. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, this so is the thing. Like, I, I almost, I, I do wish this was the whole movie where he's in a relationship and he's like casually killing people behind her back. The whole like, because that's what oh, this scene is. Yeah, because you know, the hecklers up at the back are, are just kind of annoying at first, but then once they notice that he's kind of staring at them, they kind of say, "Oh, you hear a dead?" They, 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 they throw a, a homophobic slur at him. And the movie like has this weird moment where she's where the, the girl kind of looks like goes well we know that that's not true uh, to uh, as if that will make him feel better, but um yeah. like they start like basically when they almost kiss at one point and the heck was like they start making smoochy noise like oh kiss her you know kiss her stud muffin and things like that and he's like I'm gonna go to the bathroom and he goes away and there's a moment where so basically two things happen here there's like an ex-boyfriend of jennifer shows up like behind her again very creepy and he's way, but he's this really sleazy 80s dude who's just kind of like i've been waiting for you because you know i'm giving you another chance jennifer it's like giving me another chance so you cheated on me 
and you you know stood me up and ruined my sweater or something. I don't know. The 80s dialogue. She, she did say like she did say something like, "Yeah, you ruined my sweater." <laughs> <laughs> but he's just a complete sleazeball. Uh, the fact that his date to the movie theater is like waiting over Nail, like watching them. It's like, and he's like, oh, she's keeping me active and fit until you come back, baby. Yeah. You know, things like that. But he's, he's, he's like John Cryer in Superman 4, but with like <laughs> a, a couple of extra notches turned up. He's just really bad. But as that's going on, we cut to the back of the theater where these hecklers are. And basically they're really loud because it's just one loud one. Because I say hecklers, it's one heckler and then his like quiet friend who's just kind of sitting there half asleep. But yeah. the, the loud one keeps like sort of like, the camera keeps sort of like, panning over to the, the sleepy one as the guy's talking to him so he's kind of like oh this movie's dead stupid i bet he's going to go into the base with a flashlight even though everyone's already dead yeah. am i right and he keeps and every time he sort of like motions over to him the camera pans over to the other guy <coughs> pardon me i make myself choke here and then but eventually he does it and when the camera pans over it's just ricky like really in his face like yeah. he's like hey there and then well, he says naughty. Does he say naughty? I think he says naughty. Yeah. I think he says naughty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then a minute later, then, when the girlfriend looks up to the back of the room, you just see like the legs kicking in the air as if like, oh, maybe yeah. the hecklers are like having some gay sex or something. I don't know. Like I don't know what the implication yeah. is. But it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's it, uh, it it's, it's such a great scene. It, it is weird because it, it is kind of like cartoony and none of the other deaths in the movie really are like like even though they're like cheesy like they're still like you know not like yeah. uh it, it doesn't feel that wacky like this is like really nuts um yeah i i could have had a whole middle act of him like killing people behind her back yeah. <laughs> whenever he got upset by someone uh it's a shame it's so that it fun. almost comes to a head the very next scene but that, i mean these are the two scenes i think this movie theater scene and then the scene... Now, it does. It is the scene that includes Garbage Day, but I think maybe, like, if you've just seen that clip, this scene is so much longer and has so much before oh, and after yeah, Garbage yeah. Day that is worth talking about. Uh, and I, I just... Before we leave the movie theater, though, I do just want to also mention, one, um, it, it does not look like a movie theater at all. Like, it looks like no. the smallest, like... Like it looks like someone like was able like to be like all right we got a conference room can we try to make this yeah as much like a theater as possible but then the other thing is like can you just imagine if you're just one of the other people watching that movie it's like all right you got these hecklers which are annoying you got this other guy screaming what uh you know him and his girlfriend don't stop talking and then this other guy starts talking to her while his date is waiting in the aisle and like. Man, that, that would just be, like, such a memorable day of the movies. It feels like the sort of story that you might tell when you've had a really bad movie. I mean, it's been a while since we've not been at the theatres in a long time, but yeah. <laughs> it feels like the sort of bad movie experience that you open up uh, <laughs> you open up a story with. You know, I kind of want to respond to now, like, there's, like, a, you know, a tweet going around that a lot of people are responding to that is just something like, hey, like, since we haven't been to the movies for a while, tell us, like, a you know a memorable experience you had going to the theaters and i just want to respond now of being like <laughs> well it's one time uh, <laughs> and then just describe the scene oh that'd be great uh and yeah i might even be back to the movie theaters you know between the hbo max thing if disney end up doing the same thing i mean movie theaters my days they may be numbered oh boy they may yeah. be numbered uh <laughs> so i mean we used to get a lot of horror movies at home anyway because so many of them have been going right, to VOD yeah. in the last few years regardless <laughs> but um I mean, I, 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, I, I don't have any, like, a, a lot of people I, I see are like, oh, I don't want to see the, watch this movie at home or whatever. And, like, I have no problem uh, watching any of this stuff uh, at home, especially, like, <laughs> since I'm going to have a, a newborn next year. I doubt. Even oh, yeah. If theaters were open, I probably wouldn't be able to get the chance in, to in go there. Way, so, like, in a weird way, Tim, given that you do review, review movies on a podcast, it's actually oddly convenient that this is you're going to have sure. the kid in the year where all the movies are going to be available at home anyway yeah. <laughs> it's actually oddly That's convenient I, I mean don't get me wrong there obviously there's going to be a couple of movies that will be released in like january through march that you know we'll wait mm-hmm. until you're back before we cover them right that's sure. obviously going to happen but um yeah. you know once you are back yeah. on the show like it will be easier for you to watch a movie at home than it would be to find yeah. a babysitter or take a baby to some weird r-rated horror movie that yeah Yeah. exactly so like actually so yeah when i heard that news like it actually didn't bother me but the the thing that is scary is like i do still want theaters to be a thing like once you know things go back to normal so like i yeah like I, i like i i like them releasing stuff uh at home while we can't go to the theaters but i do want you know, this not to be the end of theaters. So I don't know. It's a yeah. weird situation. <laughs> I, I I would like that too. So I I mean, hopefully things will go completely well. But anyway, to get to the next scene, who knows? Yeah. The the the, the <laughs> rampage scene where he's because he's because he's otherwise keep other than killing like the guy behind her, right? He's otherwise mm-hmm. keeping it cool, but he's walking with Jennifer down the street, presumably back to her place or something. And the ex boyfriend is like set up his car, so he's working on his car in their path, and he's like. Oh hey Jennifer, oh you're with this, you know, ape or whatever he calls him. Uh, he calls him Kong, I think. He calls him Kong. Uh, yeah. But he's he's like, but he starts like like oh hey, I mean her had sex in the back of this car. I have their brains out, and he's just like being a complete douche <laughs> to him. And I wouldn't do that with Ricky because Ricky just grabs the uh, you know the big uh, right. the clips, the you know, the electric clips, and just like mm. jams them into his face until the guy electrocutes to death, and mm. you know. It's you, you know it, it it it's funny because I I keep thinking oh the movie is so cheap that they had to use forty minutes on like the first movie but then there are like some kills like this where it's like okay this is like a pretty decent kill and they yeah. have like some sparks going it's not like you know super cheap yeah some some movies would have stretched the budget to make a whole new movie with the same amount of money mm-hmm. and not had a kill like this so i, I guess in that way yeah. we can thank it for that but as as this weird maybe, oddity yeah maybe you don't have to do the exploding car <laughs> yeah maybe. that's right <laughs> I mean, we'll get to that we're not quite there yet uh, yeah. <laughs> so basically jennifer freaks out and you, you would think ricky would be like have like a moment of hesitation before killing her not really. Yeah. He, just, he just strangles <laughs> no. her and that's, that's it. She's dead. Um, and then out of nowhere, it's a cop so car nuts. just happens to pull up and the, the cops like try to like arrest him. He's like, okay, no funny business, mister. I'm taking you in. And yeah. all Ricky does is grab his hand that's holding the gun and point it back at himself. And essentially, that makes the cop shoot himself. <laughs> now, yeah. I want to also point out, I'm pretty sure this is a six-shooter. This is a six-shooter gun. <laughs> Looks and, about right, yeah. And that's at least one bullet used. Because I... <laughs> Now, it does, at the very end of the scene, have him run out of bullets, but I am pretty confident that he fires this gun more than six times total. Sounds right. Yeah. Over the course of the sequence. Because he just starts walking, and the music that's playing, this dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, as, as he's walking down the street, going on this rampage, because then, like, you know, so people will just like, come out of their house, and he'll shoot them. 
uh, <laughs> willy nilly. Uh, most notably, when someone comes out to empty their trash, and yeah. <laughs> he goes, "It's garbage day." The famous scene that you yeah. know everyone's seen clips of on YouTube. Um, but that's the context. He shoots this guy, and then the rampage continues. He continues walking down the street with a dun 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 dun, dun <laughs> and the camera's doing this sweeping thing past them. Uh, and then he shoots a car. The car flips and explodes. <laughs> it's so weird because like, you don't even see like who's in the car so it just no. feels like a like well i guess this whole scene is like that where it's like at least the other kills in the movie you have context for like because a person speaks and mm-hmm. stuff and whatever like this scene it's yeah like a rampage is a, a good word for it because it is just like such senseless violence and it's just like oh this guy just came out of his house and then like yeah. this guy was just taking out the garbage and this person's <laughs> just driving <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's just been unlocked. He's just been become unhinged, yeah. and now he's on a he's on a complete rampage. He does try to kill himself at the end, which, by the way, this may be the most. Un- this is saying a lot in this movie. The most unrealistic thing in this movie might be that when he turns the gun on to himself, all three cops who are aiming guns at him <laughs> all start yelling, "No, don't do it! It's not worth it, man!" And all three of them yeah. are trying to talk him out of it. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> they would all just be like, "Yeah, just do it." This this is yeah, quicker. I- <laughs> i love the yeah the, the one cop that said it's not worth it like you don't know what this who this person is like <laughs> <laughs> but all three like, uh, it's, it's not just one of them who's like sympathetic all three of them like start yelling things like no don't do it it's not worth it it's this it's that like they're, they're all saying stuff uh it's really weird and they all yeah. and they all stop and, they all kind of like stop aiming their guns at them as well during this moment as well like i'm like yeah this is bullshit uh like also yeah, and, like, not to be, like, you know, too much of a downer or anything, but, like, yeah, I can't help but think, like, okay, in real life, people get shot for, like, just carrying, like, a wallet or something. Like, this guy that's just, like, waving a gun around and, yeah, like, he would have, like, the cops would have shot him in, like, two seconds. Yeah. Um, he, you know, I mean... He's a white guy, obviously, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe you can make a sort of political joke here and say that, yes, he lasts longer than he should because he's white, but... Even yeah. then, like, there's no way in hell that they, all the cops be like, no, don't do it. Don't, no, yeah. don't. Don't throw your life away. Um, There's so much to live for. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it really stuck out to me. But uh, when it comes back to the, 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 you know, his cell, the psychiatrist is already dead. Uh, he's already killed the psychiatrist <laughs> and he leaves. And the whole idea is that he's going after Miller Superior, just like his brother. He's, he's hunting yeah. her down. Uh, now she has like this like big messed up face like it's yeah. all burnt. Yeah, and- <laughs> she she had a stroke apparently. She's retired, but she's got you know because he ends up like wrecking one of her wheelchairs and like tossing her down the stairs and <laughs> he's running around yelling punish and yelling naughty. Yeah, and I feel like the movie wants us to sympathize like she's the victim here. And all I could think was you don't get me wrong, he's a he's a psychopath, but she's kind of deserving of this. Like she she turned both these boys into these killers. I'm just going to say yeah. it. <laughs> she's full, yeah, completely at fault. Yeah. Um, but sure enough, the cops get there and shoot the crap out of him. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it does kill her though. She, she, the, the, Melissa, because the, the, the good nun who's here at this point now, again, different actress. So it's, you have to really listen for the names to tell you this is the same actress from the first one or the same character, I should say. Uh, she she walks up and finds Miles Superior and her head falls off because he's decapitated her. Uh, but he gets shot and falls out the window. But he does smile just before the movie yep. ends to let you know that, you know, maybe he's still going to make it somehow or something. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. Well, there is a third one and a fourth and a fifth. Yeah. So 
we'll we'll get to those as the years. I, I think I think oh, you know yeah. we should we should do part three next year. That'll be one of the Christmas movies next year. I think we should track totally. down. Yeah. No one talks about the ones after one and two, but we'll discover how bad they are uh, <laughs> because we're here to take that bullet. I guess if I have uh, like one complaint about it, because this is like gloriously cheesy, and mm-hmm. I, I'm laughing a lot at this movie. Uh, I think maybe my my only complaint is like it doesn't feel very Christmassy, and I mean I think that's why people don't realize that the garbage day clip is from this movie because he's just wearing a blue sweater. He's not dressed up like Santa. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not until the very end when he escapes where the, it actually comes up on the screen when they say he's going after the nun that it's December 24th. And that's when he dresses as Santa. Mm -hmm. So other than the flashbacks to the first one, it doesn't become relevant to Christmas again until the last like five, 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it is oddly not relevant for a lot of it, but of course, because so much of it is the flashbacks of the first one, there is a lot of that there. Um, (laughs) But hey, it did give me my. Uh, this movie's about a guy who dresses up as Santa and kills people. What? Like th- that moment. <laughs> like, so this is the weird thing. Like, I actually think if you like bad movies that are cheesy and funny, this is absolutely worth seeing. It's just so weird totally. that the first half is very disposable because it is just rehashing the first one. So, yeah. Uh, but that but back like, half yeah, is so yeah. entertaining that yes, yes, yeah. you have to see it. And the you know I, I and I like the first one uh you know quite a bit even though I mean for similar reasons because it is over the top and cheesy and and everything so um yeah like I don't mind that they you know redo a lot of it if it's been a while since I've seen the first movie like if you just watched it then yeah it's a chore to watch it again like maybe just skip you know through this stuff but um yeah it, you know if it hasn't been a while then it's like yeah why not just <laughs> go through it again. Yeah, yeah, I like the first one a lot. I, I, I can't like I get if people say to me that they like the back half of this more than the first one because it's even crazier and like, the act the actor is doing such a, a a hammy job that it's so entertaining. I kind of get that. I don't know if I can say it's better than the first one just because it is only half a movie. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, similar to, um, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, one, you know, one of the earlier reviews, like when we were talking about um uh like jack frost too and you're saying mm-hmm. like yeah like with the first movie uh it, it does still feel like they're still going for a movie and i, I feel like kind of similar to this like with the first silent night deadly night it it is, does still feel like an actual movie even though it's cheesy and weird and stuff and like this um not to say that like it, it's not uh, a movie or anything it just i don't know it feels like kind of like half a movie or you know what I mean? Like it's like a weird yeah mix of like old and new. That, that said, stuff, but... the half of it that is new still feels like it looks like a movie at the very least. As opposed oh, totally, to yeah. Jack yeah. Frost Two, which looks like a you know a kids' TV show set. Right, right. <laughs> for, you know, so uh, no, admittedly, the movie yeah. theater does look you know suspiciously <laughs> like not a movie theater. But I mean, other than that, it does look like a movie. So uh, yeah, that's something at least. So yeah, I I, I mean I, I as worth saying if you like good bad movies. It is absolutely worth seeing this, even though it's only like half of a movie, really. But that half yeah. is very entertaining. <laughs> and I, the sad part is, is that I can totally see how you make this a full movie. You just, you know, take away the whole like you know wraparound of the the therapist, right? You just start it with him being a teenager, and then the main chunk of the movie is him actually falling for this woman and casually killing people behind her back. <laughs> that that is your movie. Like that is most of the movie. And then it's the third act when he finally does something in front of her and then he goes on this rampage. 
and then goes after Melissa Peary at the end. Like that that is your movie. Yeah. But because it's Absolutely. truncated down to half of a movie, like it basically just does it in two scenes, and that's a shame because those two scenes are glorious. Yeah. Uh totally. So and yeah, I, I do love the idea that other woman does come up and thanks him for killing the, the asshole boyfriend. <laughs> I actually think that's amazing. So Yeah. Uh, that was great. <laughs> there you go, that's Silent Deadly Night Part Two. It is a hoot. Uh with some caveats, but it is a hoot. So um so uh, our new segment here which will not return probably until like much much later but uh looking at the amazon or not the amazon sorry the imdb user reviews uh from 6th of july 2003 amy catherine has this title for her one out of ten review well, amy I, I couldn't decide whether to give this movie a one or a ten <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i, so, I, I yeah. follow her okay it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, I love the final line of the thing is uh, it's one of my favorite movies ever. So clearly, there's a uh, you know, the stuff there. Uh, there's a ten. I, out of ten. I, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ten out of ten. It's just titled "Garbage Day." You know, <laughs> delightful. Great. Yeah. Uh, there's a a fun title here. This is uh, from Coventry. This is from 2004. It just says "Selenite Deadly Night Part One and a Half." Yeah, that'd yeah. probably be a more apt title. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. There's so bad it's good. There's take mm. take part one and put it in a blender. I mean that's also an yep. accurate title of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know there's a delightful mix of opinions here, and despite all the low reviews because it is technically a bad movie, there's a lot of tens here mixed in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay. So hey, it is worth mentioning. Uh, but we will uh, get to our, our ratings then, and it is a weird movie to rate for yeah. sure. So, um, also, I just realized that I put that review section like in a different place in the three times I've done it. It's now. fine. I did yeah, it before the okay. ratings this time. <laughs> Last time I did it after the ratings. The time after the, before that, I did it after the the other segments. Anyway, uh, it's okay. Yeah. What are you rating Silent and Deadly Night Part Two? Uh, it, it is genuinely tough. Um, because you know, on a lot of technical levels, <laughs> you know, it, it's not a. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a well-made movie but also man i i enjoy the <laughs> the hell out of watching it like yeah I, I can't deny that i was probably more captivated and laughed more and was entertained than a lot of like dumb generic movies that we watch that have like five thousand times the budget <laughs> of this movie. <clears throat> um but yeah, I mean, again, like when a movie is that kind of cheesy, entertaining, bad level, like again, there's only you can't go too high. So, but I'm probably gonna go higher than with most movies, and I guess like maybe a, I don't know, like I guess maybe like a six, <laughs> like no. I don't know, like I, I like I feel like you know, like yeah, like seven is actually like you know generally good, and then like eight is great, and like. I don't know, like, uh, I guess, like, just based on, like, how much I enjoy it, even though it's, like, bad and cheesy, I, I think I'll give it a six. <laughs> I get that logic. I th- I kind of want to just steal it and say the same. Because, yeah, I, I can't really go any higher than that, for sure. And it, I feel like yeah. giving it, like, a genuine rating of, like, a three, which, you know, a three or four, which it kind of is, technically... I don't. Yeah. I don't think that actually represents how I feel about it, <laughs> because right, right, it's absurdly entertaining and it's well worth watching. Mm-hmm. So I think on that grounds, I am going to agree and give it the six. 
which is an insane because yeah. there's so many caveats <laughs> there, there really is but damn if it's not yeah. entertaining as shit when you actually get to yeah. that that back half so uh yeah sanity delineate part two uh if you made it this far into the review put the word punish into the comments <laughs> to let us know you got this far uh you can of course catch tim's pose for the thumbnail now that was a weird way of saying that but here we go <laughs> yeah, three like, okay. two one pause <laughs> there you go so thank I'm you trying very to much. do a garbage day thing but <laughs> yeah i get i just realized I, I, I should have been wearing a santa hat during these reviews but oh well i've, I've forgotten and this is the last one so uh, oh well I'll add it in post <laughs> I'll wait for the thumbnail I'll put one on for the thumbnail there you uh, go. <laughs> but that is uh, that is uh, Santa Deadly Part 2 uh, so that should be the last episode before Christmas I think I mean if I just uh... yeah this should be going out around the 22nd give or take so uh, have a nice Christmas um, you can of course <laughs> give us a Christmas gift by going over to patreon.com slash TV as we mentioned earlier and supporting us over there for as little as a dollar per month. You can, of course, hit the like button, comment, subscribe, give us a good rating and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. All these things are very important and help us out a lot. Uh, thank you for being with us throughout 2020. It's been a, a weird year, of course, in the world. And 2021 is going to be a mm-hmm. weird year for personally because, you know, Tim's becoming a dad and is, is gone for a few months. Not to worry, we have banked mm-hmm. episodes for pretty much that entire time, so you're not going to miss episodes oh, yeah. of the show mm-hmm. uh, week to week. But there's going to be this weird gap where Tim's going to come back after like four months of being gone and being like, okay, he looks really different because he's been away <laughs> doing other things for four months. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you should not feel that too much on your end because like we say, we have episodes for every week. Um, so look forward to that. Um, I guess the reason why I'm emphasizing that here is because this isn't the last thing we're recording, but it's the last thing we're recording mm-hmm. close to the end of the year that's relevant to when we're recording it. So... Uh, thank True. you for being screams fans uh throughout the years and throughout this weird year hopefully we've helped get oh, through yeah. the misery of 2020 uh and hopefully you enjoy uh, all the content we've recorded for the next four or five months that's mm. you know mix of different things um so yeah so have a nice christmas catch us on twitter at screams midnight i didn't mention that Do that too uh but have a nice christmas thank you very much for joining us we'll see you next time Merry Christmas, guys.